electromagnetic radiation. You've all heard about it, the dangers. What can you do to protect yourself? Hi, this is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today, I'm going to share with you some recent information I learned about. But before I do that, I want to help you categorize the electromagnetic radiation. First of all, we have two general categories, native or natural, and non-native or artificial. Native EMF is sunlight, healthy for you. It actually encourages and stimulates health. Artificial EMF almost always is going to push you in the wrong direction. Not always, but almost always. So let's break down the non-native artificial EMFs. And they consist of uh, essentially four different categories. First is magnetic, and you can measure that with a tri-field meter. We're not gonna talk much about that today. The other is uh, electrical, and this would be dirty electricity or EMI or electromagnetic interference. We're also gonna skip that for a different topic. The one we are gonna talk about today is, well, actually the third one would be uh, light. Artificial light is non-native EMF. So that would be LED lights and fluorescence, which you really want to avoid for the most part. Not have to eliminate from your home, but for the most part, you do never want to use those at night. Um, so, and the last we're going to talk about today is microwave radiation. This is not the microwave oven in your kitchen. Hopefully you don't have one, but if it is, it's not that. Even though that emits the radiation, that's a relatively infrequent exposure. But the one that you're being exposed to all the time, and it just saddens the heck out of me when I see this happening, and people very close to me still that, that are smart people just fail to apply this. And I hope once I show you what I just learned that you're not gonna be one of those people, that you're gonna appreciate the toxicity. What is a toxicity? Well, there's some new research that shows this microwave radiation, which includes cell phones, cell phone towers, portable phones, and your Wi-Fi router, that when you're exposed to this at high levels on a chronic basis, it is a mitochondrial poison. It will sabotage your mitochondria. So there's, I'm sure most of you have heard about the connection and the correlation of the cell phones to cancer. In fact, uh, I think by May of 2011, the, the World Health Organization categories is a category one po possible cancer exposure. And we know people who held, got brain tumors from doing this. And maybe some of you out there have either had that or know people who have. But I think in some ways that is a, a red herring. It's an, it actually causes more harm than good because most people, most of us don't know a person who's gotten brain cancer from using their cell phone. And we know everyone that uses their cell phone. So does it, you know, it, it certainly will increase the risk, but it's a relatively minor one. That's not the main problem here. The main problem is it's a mitochondrial poison. And how does it do that? Well, it resonates with your cell frequencies and it generates a free, uh, essentially free radicals. And what's the mechanism? Through, through a reactive nitrogen species called perioxynitrate. And this causes more hydroxyl free radicals than, than elevated iron levels. So, and there's, a, there's hundreds and hundreds of papers showing this. Hardly anyone appreciates the mitochondrial molecular biological connection to exposure of these. This is not a thermal connection. And it, it, right now, many of you watching this probably can remember, recall, and if you can't, you just go on the internet and you'll find it, that was a common practice was to use x-rays for children's feet when they went to the shoe store to get new shoes so they can get a good fit. X-rays are ionizing radiation. We now understand and know that that causes damage. 
microwave radio, and, and it's not done. I mean, it hasn't been done for decades. And, and you'd be foolish, you'd probably get fined or go to jail if you did that on a regular basis. It's just against the law. But similarly, we are, we're gonna hopefully in 10, 20, 30 years from now, hopefully sooner, we'll understand this is a similar type of process. Now it's not ionizing radiation. This is not gonna destabilize and damage your DNA directly. It does it indirectly through damaging the mitochondria. Just like x-rays, you can't see them. You can't feel them. It doesn't generate heat. The, really the only conventional assessment of cell phone pathology being done is the thermal effects. In other words, if you put it really close to your head for a long time, it will cause a gradual heat in the, the surrounding tissue and that causes some damage, but it's nowhere near the damage that the microwave radiation causes. So there are devices that you can get. This is, happens to be called a TES 593 meter. Now I'm gonna turn it on. Then I'm gonna change the units to the common units that are typically used. It comes with a variety of different units. It always measures the same thing, but different units. So we have milliwatts per watt, and we have watts per centimeter squared, which is a, probably the, the standard measurement in the United States of microwave radiation. So this gives us an objective readout, and you'll notice that it's fluctuating because the microwave radiation from cell phones locally, Wi-Fi routers that's in this building and cell phone towers locally are spurs, they're digital signals. So there's not a continuous analog signal, it's, it's, it's pulse. So you can see it's ranging from 0 0.5, 0 0.7, 0 0.7, 0 0.6, 0 0.4. The meter will allow me to get a max, but I just want to see the range. So we're looking about between 0.4 and 0.7 is the range. Well, 0.9, we've got a 0.9, it went up to 0.9. So you can see this, so that's the, what we call the ambient, okay? I am so concerned after I did this analysis that I don't hold my phone anymore. I look at this as a hot potato and I use a selfie stick to hold my phone and I'm hoping and encouraging you will do that something too. These are only 10 bucks. And the, the, the best way, well, let me, let me measure this first. So we, we'll, we'll put the phone next to it and it's, it's on now and you can see it went from 0.7. The phone isn't, I'm not making a phone call but it's up to, point, point 0.9 was the highest, and now it's up to six. Okay, now it's on, and watch what happens. When I put it here, so it's up to 23, 20 set five. This is right on, up here, it's up to, oh, up here, this is the, the, the antenna's right here, right? So I measure 55, 35, 114, 89, 76, 61, 70, 80, Okay, folks, a hundred times higher than when I'm calling. Now watch what happens when I move away. All right, was up, went up to 100. Now look, we're at 12, 10, 9, 5, 8. So it's still up. And now we'll go a little further. 7, under 10. So just by moving the distance two or three feet, you're reducing the radiation by 90%. So, first of all, you use a speakerphone, right? But the lap, now it's in airplane mode, so I feel okay just to show you this. Why, why would you ever do this to yourself? Why would you do this? And this radiation is especially dangerous for kids. You are putting it over here. This is called the temporal portion of your skull, the thinnest bone in your body, which gives the most likelihood that that radiation is gonna penetrate into your brain. And if you're a child, 
that bone is even thinner. This is why this is a really serious issue in children. So please, please, please do not hold the phone against your head. I cringe when I see people that you are damaging yourself. There is just no question about it. I can show, I've shown you, you have a hundred times more radiation when this phone is on and, and connected to the cell phone tower than it is when it's not. And, the, and that cell phone, the, when it's in airplane mode, it goes really low. So get, you know, you can use a Bluetooth headset too, great, but if you're holding the phone, that radiation is gonna be a hundred times higher on your hands. Now your hands is a lot better than your head for sure, but you're still damaging your hands. Why would you want to do that? And I'm not sure of the exact mechanism of the perioxynitrate pathology and if that mechanism is transferred systemically or not, if it's just local at the, at the tissue. My guess is it's just a local effect, but why would I want to cause problems in my fingers? So yeah, it's, it's safer to hold it, but it's safer to hold it at a distance. So hopefully this was interesting and useful information for you so that you can take better control of your health because Electromagnetic radiation, specifically microwave radiation, is a mitochondrial poison. You've got to pay attention.